0: welcome everyone to episode 121 of the life cast um how's it going everybody
1: hey it's going good
0: we all sound very excited
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah. i just woke up unfortunately
0: understandable (laughs) i
2: had this whole thing planned in my head i was like okay I'm gonna wake up at like 8 o'clock, gonna do all the shit to prepare, then I woke up at like 9 five. <laughs> yep. That's how mm-hmm. it goes. Yeah.
0: Has everyone else been up? Did we experience the light of day today? Yes! <laughs> yep. <laughs> Regrettably, I also did. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Alright. You guys play video games? Yes. I
1: just started
3: okay. Odyssey. Yeah? Like Mario Odyssey? Yeah. How's that? Uh. Good so far? Yep. Uh, I'm using my pro controller, so I might switch to Joy Cons. Why? I don't know. I find it difficult to shake the remote vigorously.
2: Okay, not that's yeah. fair. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. If you if you shake That's the remotes
2: you go faster when you roll and shit.
3: Yeah. And climbing.
2: Weird. Do speedrunners use the Joy-Cons? <laughs> yes. Wow. Oh.
1: That's weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean honestly I like the Joy-Cons in general. Just it's more I think it's more comfortable than a controller because I can just have my arms fucking wherever.
3: <laughs> Freedom.
0: Did you guys hear that thing about the Joy-Cons? They're, well the the labo. Oh, it's yeah. It's gonna have a VR attachment. Yeah, at Labo
1: remote. VR. Oh.
0: Yeah. It
1: it's... actually seems kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I think that's cool as fuck.
2: It's like the Google Cardboard. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, but it, it is innately better. <laughs> Did they say it's, the it's price? A Nintendo.
3: Huh? Did they say the price? I
0: don't think I don't... so. But they said it was oh. out April 12th? Yeah. Is that when the last set came out too?
1: Is it? I don't remember.
0: I can't. I think so. I don't know. That'd be cute if but, it was. Yeah. Um, but I th- I think I'm definitely going to pick up a Labo when I have a Switch. That sounds like a lot of fun.
1: As as someone who's built a lot of model robots in his day, it's really fun. <laughs> Just building Did you get shit. get robot kit? What?
0: Did you get the robot no, kit? No. I want to. Oh, okay. I was about to say, that would be very on brand for you. <laughs> Anyone else been playing games?
2: Um... Actually? No. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I've been I I I still have my uh Magic the Gathering Arena grind and I'm starting to have a bit of a better time as my decks are getting a little bit more consistent. Yeah.
0: Wait, you're playing Magic the Gathering Arena? Yes.
2: Did I? I don't think I've actually mentioned that on the podcast weirdly.
0: No, you haven't. All
2: right. So <laughs> I've ha- We did
0: it. We found one.
2: I've been on a journey with that game. I've fluctuated between love and hate many, many times as you do with card games (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. uh but right now i'm i'm doing all right i I think it's because uh i just have a somewhat consistent deck now and i'm currently climbing but i'm sure i'll be really mad once i hit like platinum again (laughs) and i start fighting deck gates or gate decks all the time um but yeah no so i've it, it it's been interesting to, to play this game because I've heard it talked up a lot over the years. And I my only real card game experience was owning a few Pokemon cards when I was younger. Owning yeah. a few Yu Gi Oh cards when I was slightly older. And then playing <laughs> Hearthstone for like uh I wanna say two years or whatever. And uh Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. There's there's like a few things that <laughs> I I was forming all these opinions on, on how much I hated the game. And I realized I made a huge error in one of my decks. Um, somehow I managed to put like five to six extra lands in like my main deck. <laughs> I don't know how this happened because what ended up happening was I was running a, a dual color deck. And Mm -hmm. then I was getting in these situations where I would have one color or the other, so I put in some uh, dual mana lands. And I don't know how it happened because I'm pretty sure I was running a 60-card deck before then because you can't run anything less than 60, but I added exactly six multicolor lands and I was exactly six lands over the amount I should have (laughs) had. So I don't understand how I added those cards and lost six cards in my deck. I don't know how it happened, but it did. <laughs> <laughs> and so for like a clean like week, five days to a week, I was playing with five extra mana in my deck, which meant I was top decking lands all the fucking time. And I was miserable. Just playing this game and like getting <laughs> getting <laughs> lands when I needed anything and yeah no it's tips on my walls I, w- I would have walls of text just to, just in my group yep. chat where i would fucking oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you
0: that's how you know you're angry about something yeah it's just you are so mad that you on your phone or whatever type a wall of text yeah on objectively the worst keyboard you can use <laughs> <laughs> there's just something about it yeah <laughs> that makes it very genuine <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah and so that was interesting because then I, I was thinking about it and i'm like this sucks like i hate this game this is dumb like why would anyone play a game where you top deck so consistently and top decking is like the worst thing in the world and then i realized my grave error <laughs> And I've had to <laughs> scrap all the shit I had in my head <laughs> about the game, and I'm kind of relearning it again. <laughs> and it's been going a lot better this time. Uh, there's still some things I hate, primarily the color blue. Um, <laughs>
0: yep, fuck, fuck blue <laughs> in Magic the Gathering. It's the worst.
2: You know, it's just like, they just don't want you to have fun. They just... <laughs> that's that's <laughs> really the control in any game. Yeah. Um, so I'll figure out how to deal with blue someday, but for right now they're just going to stop me from doing everything.
1: So right. the biggest the biggest tip I can give you when playing against control in general is just, if your card's going to get countered, it's going to get countered. Just change the order in which you cast spells. Uh, Try to save up more than one bomb in your hand at a time. Because typically speaking, uh, you just want them to tap themselves out so you can play your shit. Also running running a little bit of your own control counterspells probably helps. Uh depends on the color cuz obviously like red and like black aren't going to have counterspells.
2: Yeah, yeah. Also, I've run into like probably two other red and black decks my entire Magic the Gathering experience. I really have a knack when it comes to picking low tiers. I just you I don't... just I just decided to like like I mean, you I'm say all... that
1: last last season, red-black was, like, the best deck in the game.
2: Oh, cool. I'm curious as to where it is, because I, like, legit have only fought, like, honestly, like, three red-black decks. Maybe they're yeah. at high tiers, and, like, no one plays them at my level, yeah. but...
1: I don't know my... if they're still in, because a lot of the support that red-black had in standard, or just red in general, for the past, like, three or four sets, red has just been the best color in the game. Like, just pure but... red? Yeah. Uh, anything with red. Ah. Oh, okay. Uh, mostly mono red. Sometimes red black. Uh, but almost everything that gave red good support rotated out with uh amonkhet. Ah. Uh, okay. So, uh, I don't know how red is right now. Actually, I haven't been paying attention much to uh ravnica. But it should be fine. I've
2: seen some good cards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I'm doing all right. It's just like i see literally every other combo yeah like, except black all red the time yeah <laughs> so i was just like did i do it again did i fuck myself again like nah. <laughs> okay you, you might want to shift over to mono red though i don't know if i want to do that to myself or my opponents <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean mono red just ev- in every form of magic is pretty much just face hunter yeah yeah so
3: yep
2: so yeah I, i've, cr- re- I've cr- learned the game i'm currently running a like more i want to say it's control like a mid-range kind of red black yeah um because i like generally mid-range is like my favorite sort of deck because like face decks are degenerate and some control <laughs> decks are just like like weirdly kind of brain dead in a way yeah <laughs> um that's that's something that i've maybe i'll i'll learn more but um right now the majority of control decks i've kind of seen is just kind of like their decks are oppressively good at one thing and that's all you have to do really and mm-hmm. like for example like control blue it's like you're going to have a counter spell so just counter spell everything is is the way it seems that they play it um
1: yeah a lot of the time with uh Control decks in general, you have a fuck ton of counter spells and then like a play set of one big bomb win condition. Yeah. Uh a lot of blue decks run that uh that blue dinosaur whose name I don't remember, the fucking Nessie looking thing.
2: The one that like increases your maximum hand size. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Nessie. <laughs> um so yeah generally mid range is the is the way I like to play it because there's because you can pivot to like, okay, this is a control deck, I have to go more aggressive or this is a um this is an aggressive deck I have to focus more on control. And I kinda like that flexibility and that sort of strategy and like deciding um deciding like how to pivot in that way. I also yeah. have a bunch of cards that I pay health to like draw and stuff
1: yeah that's super worth it
2: yeah and so i have to like if i'm fighting aggro red i'm like never play those cards <laughs> <laughs> and so i i like i like the strategy there i like ha- always having to like think about like what cards i want to play and then i fight red and they just like empty yeah. their hand, <laughs> and then <laughs> <laughs> feel, feel, feels bad man. but yeah so right now i'm kind of in a i'm kind of in a good spot with magic i'm here cur- i'm interested to learn more about how to properly play it and learn kind of more hone in my opinions on it but right now yeah yeah
1: also for the record uh arena is only standard and a lot of the time the the favorite formats are not standard <laughs> oh <Whoa. laughs> yeah i did not expect that <laughs> yeah uh like for example i play modern i think modern is the best format uh but there's also like popper, commander a lot of people swear by commander which is a hundred card singleton oh that sounds
2: painful it's all right <laughs> i would hate to i would hate to never see cards <laughs> <laughs> just hey i really like this card there's a good chance i will never see it like this mm-hmm. entire tournament like
1: you would you'd be surprised <laughs> commander is typically four player and lasts like an hour and a half for one game Oh, okay. and like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. T- there, and there's also like tons of like player to player politics and stuff that make it like really interesting. There's a lot of like striking deals with other players and that kind of shit.
2: Oh, so it's like a free for all, okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's like some guy's like building up some crazy shit. You're just like, okay, the swirls and enchantments, like, everybody yeah. <laughs> come together,
1: <laughs> but yeah, okay. I'd recommend like. I mean, maybe, maybe not, because this would require you to buy cards, and uh, drugs are cheaper than magic. Uh, (laughs) But (laughs) if you end up not being a fan of standard, try other formats.
2: Yeah. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, that's that's Mm -hmm. uh that's pretty much all I've been playing. I've the rest of the week I've been oversleeping. Kenny, when the hell do you get phone calls? (laughs) <laughs> I'm... Wait, is that your home phone? No, that's that's my little brother's cell phone. I I've never even heard him get a phone call in my entire life, except when oh. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me, right? But
0: I, I literally had no idea you started playing Magic: The Gathering Arena.
2: Yeah, I fuck that game. <laughs> oh yeah, Tiff played it too. She had a very fun two hours and then played it for like hey. a lot longer
0: you're very brave Tiffany
3: <laughs> I survived a week
0: <laughs> so yeah I mean the the only thing I've been playing really is idle manager because nugget decided to play it on stream and I love clickers clickers are great and like management sims um there's a lot of depth to it and He's cracked the 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 strats to not go bankrupt. Ooh. Yeah.
2: Oh, so it's a clicker where you can lose. Interesting.
0: Yes. It's you you're a person who gets hired by like an idol agency who's starting from the ground up. <laughs> so you can take out loans from like the head of the company and the bank. And what Nugget figured out is instead of doing singles first, is you hire a bunch of idols and then you promote them through shows and, like, photo shoots and advertising campaigns. Then, once you have enough fans, you can start selling singles. And there are, like, certain things that'll affect how many you sell, how many, how much you spend on production, stuff like that. So right now, he has figured out that, at first, you get two marketing people, a break room, and then yourself. You hire a bunch of local idols, like, ten of them. So that way they don't lose stamina as fast for doing events and, and, and um, like, shows. You you don't perform until you can do concerts and until you're making money. So you can grab more fans, make more money, do more singles, take over the world. It's still in beta. I didn't think I was going to buy it, but here we are. <laughs> I'm spending money recklessly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, it it um, shows how much the, the clicker genre has like evolved. Oh, yeah. Like, there's so much more than what anyone would think they are at this point. <laughs>
0: I I remember cookie clicker. Mhm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was great. I don't I don't need all of you judging me while I'm in the comfort of my own home like this. Uh,
2: hey, I love the cookie, I, coo- cookie <laughs> clicker. I unfortunately <laughs> if I don't know, it's, it's been a while, but I think I'm the one who brought unfortunately brought cookie clicker to the club. I think I, so. I th- <laughs> I think I
0: No, I was definitely playing it on the on the projector during meetings
3: yeah i remember chris played it uh religiously or something
0: yeah chris played it for way too long i had bursts. chris was like one continuous start to probably he's still playing it today
1: probably (laughs) (laughs) i remember it was was like i went to one of the events i i don't know if this was before i became a regular member or not but like one of the events I went to it and the first thing I saw at the event which is for like a fighting game or something was Cookie Clicker on the main projector in the Sawyer lobby. Yeah, the main projector. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep.
2: Oh. So yeah.
0: I like the fiction of of it was before you were a regular member.
2: <laughs> what?
0: Because what I I like the fiction of you that event happened before you became a regular member <laughs> for the club. So you walked in Saw this happening during a fighting game tournament, knowing your background, and said, Yes, this is the club I want to spend all of my college career
1: at.
2: Yes.
3: <laughs> That's when he knew we're the ultimate gamers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, games are ultimately all about numbers going up, and Clicky Clicker does this amazing thing where it boils it down to its roots. And uh, yeah. you, you, you get like a real, just sublime hit of dopamine. <laughs> that you know dark souls just can't give you <laughs>
0: this is so sad
2: <laughs> but yeah uh, i unfortunately also like clickers which is just the bane of my existence because you know i pretend to like good video games but here i am some of my favorite games are cookie clicker and dynasty warriors
0: <laughs> uh, we're we're gonna say it now clickers are good games because of that hit of dopamine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they can be good games <laughs> I would say... But yeah,
0: that's that's basically what I've been doing. <laughs> but yeah, what you
2: would say? I would say the vast, vast majority are not. <laughs> and I still play okay.
0: them. <laughs> you know what? We all need some mindless entertainment, some just garbage. Where you can turn your brain off and do something that's... You know, the hit of dopamine. Yeah.
3: yeah. Like Tetris.
1: Oh, boy.
0: Has anyone been playing Tetris 99? A lot, Mm. yes. Tell me about it. I know we talked a little bit about it last week, but just gush about it to me right now. It is
1: so fucking good. Like, this game has gotten me... This is actually one of the things I was going to talk about for games I've been playing anyway. So, like...
0: Yeah, you have the floor, Daniel.
1: (laughs) Tetris 99 is so good, and it's so much more complex than you would think it is. And, like, Tetris is already... More complex than you think it is. But, like, oh my fucking god. There's, like, specific attacking patterns that you can do. There's, like, set play within set play.
0: I've heard there are levels. There what? There are levels.
1: Of, of like, set play and stuff?
0: I don't know what, like, it is specifically, but you- as you attack other people, you level up. Oh, yeah. And- yeah, and the more, whoever, whoever you take down, you add their levels to yours. So if you are a level 7 and you take someone down who's a level 13, you're now a level 20. Yeah,
1: that's exactly, it's uh, with badges.
0: Yes, oh. that's the yeah. thing.
1: And the more badges you have, the more damage you do to other players.
3: I did not know that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think I listened to, like, Giant Bomb talk about it or something. Mm.
1: It's super interesting. This game it's has encouraged cool. me to look up, like, Tetris tech.
3: T-spin. I, Wait, really? Yeah.
1: No, I downloaded a Tetris app on my phone to practice T-spins. You
2: don't understand.
3: I, I still don't understand. Uh, How does it spin? You rotate it. What?
0: <laughs> so, explain Tetris tech.
1: So, like, <laughs> the, the the best way I can describe it is, like, every little bit of... uh on-screen real estate is super important and uh i, I forget how to do it but for example you can get a uh, half half of the time you can get a perfect clear within your first set of pieces if you read the pattern right um so the the biggest like piece of tetris tech is to have your uh, your well which is the the spaces that don't have blocks in them uh you typically want it to be, like, three or four spaces wide and then build straight up on the other side as flat as you can get. And that opens you up to uh, get more combos and, like, do specific sequences and uh, just put bricks where you want them easier. Um, you can set up stuff like, what's the what's the word, uh, triple T-spins or something like that.
0: What? Where, like, you... you Did I have a stroke? <laughs>
1: So, a uh, Uh T-spin, for the record, is when you build your bricks in a way so that you have the the shape of a T-block in, like, a little hole, and you put an overhang over one of the sides, and you drop the T-piece in and rotate it into place. And... Got it. uh, If that takes out two lines, it's worth four lines. One? Yes.
3: Two... (laughs) (laughs)
1: so it gives you the amount of points you would get for a tetris but you only do it
2: with two lines which makes it super efficient
1: oh yeah
2: yeah because it's harder to set up than your average tetris so they reward you for it i don't think it was valued in the original tetris it's something that came upon later
1: yeah it's something that was added later on if you're playing classic tetris it's just all about getting tetrises
0: okay wow yeah
1: and that's just like the surface there's like different block formations that uh give you different things you can do uh
0: so there are there like algorithms to figure out what your next set of moves is going to be depending on what pieces you hold and like what pieces show up yes (gasps) (gasps) that's all i've ever wanted to know about tetris thank you
1: (laughs) because all the pieces uh they don't have a, a set pattern Uh, but in, in modern Tetris, in classic Tetris, it's completely random, but in, in modern Tetris, uh, when you see the, the bricks that are coming up and like the up next and like the three down the row and all that kind of stuff, Mm. um, you are guaranteed to go through, uh, one of each of the bricks before you get, uh, another one. So like there are, I think seven bricks and, um,
0: It's more than I thought
1: there would be. Yeah, it's a lot more than you think. But yeah, there's like seven different tetris bricks. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) And like, so you will go through one of each of those in a random order, and then it will reset and go through one of each of those in another random order.
3: Okay. Hmm. Wait, I thought they gave me the same one twice before.
1: Yeah, because it's the end of the cycle. So sometimes you could get, like, an, uh, oh. a, a line piece at the very end of a cycle, and then the next cycle starts, and at the start of the cycle, it's another line piece.
3: I see.
0: Tetris is absolutely wild. Tetris
1: is
2: super fucking wild.
0: And I am not even surprised that it was developed by Russians.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy Are how you... good Tetris is. It's, yeah. like, one of the first video games, and it's, like, legit, like... There it's is, still good. <laughs> like it's,
1: yeah, there yeah, is there up. is
2: no game that will age better than Tetris ever. Yeah, yeah. Like it, like if the, if like we do like a video game Hall of Fame where like somebody does it and Tetris isn't like the first inductee. Like I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> <know> What's <laughs> going on? Damn. you right guys
0: gonna,
3: gonna do the online competition?
2: Yeah. I'll
1: get that $10 in eShop credit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: you just have to grind for 21 hours.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, for, for those who don't know, there's, like, a online competition thing. It's, like, for three days starting at, like, 5 a.m. Pacific time to, like, 12. And you just have to, like, get as much wins as possible during yeah. that time. I think it's for- called Tetris Maximus. Yeah. So you have to. Oh my god! So you have to grind for seven hours with the butt crack of dawn every day.
0: So, you know there are people though that have been training since like the seventies to do this. There are,
2: yeah, yeah. It's like Gran- Grandma mashed potatoes is kicking ass. Like she, <laughs> she is. She has never kicked so much ass than she did in this past month. Like
0: Grandma mashed potatoes is are all grandma, <laughs> the world's grandma, if you will.
2: Yes, it's like it's like Mother Nature that's like yeah she's the she's grandma the grandma Masha. to all of us
0: <laughs> I love it, so speaking of all of us, all of us had to think about something for this podcast episode, yes, and that's um your favorite themes in video games, yes, yeah, like thematic elements, and I I I tried to pull back real hard on this one to go real deep into my brain recesses and I came up with two things one is enemies to friends possibly to lovers because that's entirely my shit <laughs> that's more a character development thing but it happens and then two is the power of friendship <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really a sucker for games that, like, through the power of friendship, just things happen. I think it's great. Example being, Majora's Mask.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they really wear that one on the sleeve. You get all the giants, they come together. Like, literally, they come together. (laughs) Yeah, they they come together,
0: they save the world, and then they tell Skull Kid that, no, your anger's misplaced. Like, we were just busy. It's okay. You know? And then they're friends again, and everything's great.
2: But yeah, I definitely want to... That's,
0: that's all I have to say.
2: Yeah, one of my favorite themes is also the the power of friendship. But specifically, the... Just, like, camaraderie. And the games mm-hmm. that can... Properly capture friendship and all its beauty. Because, so, you know, I feel like... I feel like as a society, we prop up romantic love almost too much in, like, a weird, unhealthy way. Um, And there are some games that really capture just friendship in a really good way. Um, Some that come to mind are, uh, uh, what the fuck's it called? Oh, I'm blanking. It's, uh, the one where you play as two dude bros and you got masks. Army of Two. A Way Out. (laughs) Army (laughs) Army of... Yeah, A (laughs) Way Out. I actually really want to play that game. Uh, I haven't heard great things about it, but it's like super in my wheelhouse. Um, Yeah. But uh, yeah, Army of Two. (sighs) Army of Two is a game uh, where you play as literally two best friends who are mercenaries, and they wear metal masks, and they pimp out their guns and shit, and... The, 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 the gameplay has it's your standard like third person shooter but the only thing that really makes it different is that it has an aggro system and so you can as you and your 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 friend i recommend playing this game co-op you and like your other your one other friend are going through the game i play with my brother and they'll split you up a lot but like still have you somewhat nearby and so they'll have these moments where you have to like juggle aggro effectively and generally i had a shotgun that was like made of complete gold so i drew aggro very quickly so i was effectively like a tank i wore heavy armor and i had a very loud and uh, obnoxious looking shotgun so i drew aggro very quickly so i would generally my brother would be like sneaking throughout the stages and i would ironically be in the back with my shotgun (laughs) kind of like (laughs) just shooting to piss people off and like have them notice me And so there's this interesting juggling of, of, um, aggro and, and like in the game itself, you know, they're always cracking jokes and you can like high five, you know, like whenever, and they would always be like, (laughs) there's lots of weird, like positive reinforcement. And so it's just like really cute, like, you know, murder fest that, uh, everybody captured my heart. Um, some other notable games with like just great friendship is uh, Mass Effect 3. I think the friendship between oh. you and Garrus, um, provided you're not fucking him. Actually, I, Hey, actually, because of the way it works, you can only have him as a romantic interest if you set it up in Mass Effect 2. So I never actually got to explore his uh, romantic side. But being able to be friends with him is like one of the most genuine, well-done friendships in any video game I've ever seen. Um uh how
0: how in depth does it like get does he like die for you
2: um not in this game <laughs> he c- he can't die oh mass that- effect 4 <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 no nah, garris can die in mass effect 2 but um as oh, far as i can tell okay. they, i don't i don't remember but yeah no they just they have lots of like smaller moments and like he's always cracking jokes and like mm-hmm. you always have this like friendly back and forth and there's just like this like beautiful moment where like before the final mission you just kind of like hang out you have like a heart's a heart you have like a small competition um and then you just like you just go out for a drink and it's like it's just like super interesting and just important and it was like uh, it affected me but the other thing that sounds
0: just like nice yeah
2: they're, they're, Mass Effect 3, despite having a garbage ending, is, is probably still my favorite game in the series because it, it just succeeds in so many. Like, if you can just ignore <laughs> the last 20 minutes, <laughs> it is, mm-hmm. it is, a it is a near masterwork. Um, how long's the game? Uh, I want to say like 20, 30 hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not a JRPG, it, do- would, it doesn't waste too much you time. You would think
0: that the last 20 minutes would be super easy to ignore, but that's not what I've heard.
2: Um, they're not easy to ignore, but when you have no choice, you can do some amazing things. <laughs> 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 um, so the, my my other favorite themes are the exact opposite. I also really love when things are absolutely terrible and friendship does not exist and there is only pain. <laughs>
3: oh no oh <laughs> huh, i can see where this is leading oh, you keep... where is it
0: leading it's huh?
2: leading to my many favorite oh, games dark souls no i like many <laughs> games that like dark souls i like <laughs> two and three <laughs> i play ma- i like you don't have to lie to us i like lots of games that are sad okay <laughs> <laughs> most of my top ten is really sad I also like, like I also like Shadow of the Colossus. I like I like The Last of Us. I like other <laughs> games, okay? <laughs> you got me fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I really like uh sad reader games. Um and anything that explores <laughs> the sort of um <laughs> like how far people can persevere in the darkest situations you know kind of gives me hope that you know i can pull through my bullshit even though it's significantly less dramatic but you know those sorts of games that push people to their limits and uh have them succeed in the end i'm all about that shit
0: oh yeah i love a good like the hero's not gonna make it until like the last possible moment
2: and then they probably die too <laughs> but they won spiritually yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
0: No, I think it's a real good thing for bad things to happen to characters. Like, developmentally? Storytelling-wise? Yeah. It's dynamic.
2: Metal Gear Solid 4. Yes. <laughs> that game is. Ugh. So fucking sad. They're all sad, but. Fuck, man. <laughs> that game is brutal. So many bad things happen to good people. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, no, I, I really. I like a lot of games. <laughs> Move <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tiffany. We were talking I think yesterday. Uh-huh. You had a lot you had a lot of themes and you're loaded in the chamber.
3: Yeah, but I don't have any examples. That's fine. That's okay. Yeah. Okay, so a short response question. Forget I said that. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, uh good versus evil. It's classic. classic. It's yeah. good. It's, uh, oh, we meet again. <laughs> oh, the rivals. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Dude, I fucking yes. love that. That's so much, like, just, one, I just love your description of the theme because it invokes so much emotion within me. Like, just, just saying that, I can think of, like, <sighs> yes, I agree. Thank you.
3: <laughs> no problem. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> do i go on yes do I, uh, <laughs> yeah please I'm uh, unless I'm unless had more. <laughs> more now did survival stuff Mm-hmm. survival uh should i just read my notes i'm not good at talking yeah do go it for it, it. oh usually provides interesting slash fun ways to kill or be killed, or items with effects like, oh, this milk heals me for 30 points.
0: Death Stranding. (laughs) I I have a feeling you're going to love Death Stranding if it comes out. And if it's not a collective memory wipe.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it looks like a game that seems very fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because he said that he wants to go beyond the limits of death in a video game and what that means i don't know what that
1: means nobody (laughs) knows what it means
2: i don't think kojima knows what it means
0: (laughs) today please you need to explain yourself
2: (laughs) I, i think he's like so something i've learned um playing uh tabletop games is that we can make things make sense i I feel like like or like we're really good at making sense of things um and so i feel like i feel like what kojima does is that he he just like makes up a bunch of bullshit and then we do all the work for him so (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and the (laughs) metal gear solid yeah Yeah. (laughs) the whole thing And then it's like, wow, this is so smart. How do you think of that? And he's like, I did it, but thank you. <laughs> and then he goes up on stage and he bows. He's like, I really, I really want to thank all of you guys for, you really make the franchise what it is. And then, yeah. and then he turns, looks at the camera, smiles all coy, and walks off stage.
0: And everyone loves him for
1: it. Yeah. That silly
0: old man who makes video games.
2: Hideo Kojima, social engineer.
3: <laughs> You're right. Huh oh death is almost um uh, i mean death is also on my list too uh i like to see how it affects and changes a character how will they f- refer to the lost one when talking to others about them
1: oh interesting i actually really really agree with that i love when important characters fucking die in games and just in media in yeah. general Hmm. like there's I, yeah it just makes it
0: so interesting it
1: does and it gives like it other people a lot more like a, a greater chance to develop as a whole mm. like some of the best instances of character development i've seen in media in general is someone close to you fucking died mm-hmm. it's happened in gurren Lagan. it's happened in g gundam it's happened in persona 3 like it's just a really good like opportunity to flesh
2: people out. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of Giron Like super hard. <laughs> I still
0: haven't watched that. Everyone said to. It's really oh good. Oh my god. Bob Psycho.
1: Oh yeah, that comes out, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, that does come out.
1: I
2: still need to watch this. I'm really one. not
0: okay about it. I it's really good you should
2: watch it i know unfortunately i walked past the climax of the show and i was oh yeah and (laughs) it really like because i really wanted to watch it because i love um i love uh, one punch man and i saw like a few episodes like a few of the early episodes i was like this is like the best thing i've ever seen in my entire life and then yeah. I saw like the keep, climax. Keep watching it. Yeah, I, I know. Like the it just hurts. the buildup is just so
0: <laughs> worth it. I know. And season two, you don't even know. <laughs> you don't you don't even know.
3: So you watched the climax. Did you fall asleep after?
2: No, I walked past the climax. So I saw. I pretty much oh. saw it. I, I think I was like on my way to work or something. And it was just, like, happening. And I was like, oh god, I'm gonna pretend to myself and say I don't understand what's going on, but I totally know what's going on. Oh
0: my god, that happened to me with The Handmaid's Tale. I, have, I haven't I have watched season two yet, and season three is coming out next month, so I'm very behind. I was reading a BuzzFeed article, and it was, like, t- ten twists in TV that we just didn't like, or that was totally out of character. And I read it, and then I was like, The Handmaid's Tale. And I was like, no! Now I don't want to watch it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Season two is not as good as season one. Season one was better. The book was real good. And that's that's that on that. that. This is not a media podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. Hmm. Okay.
1: All right. So.
3: Themes. Yeah.
0: Go for yeah, it. Yeah,
1: Themes.
3: Wait. Tiff, were
0: you
1: done? Oh yeah. Tiff, are you done? Um. Uh,
3: Mine is just, like, music and dialogue, so I don't know if that's, like, in the oh, same realm. Yeah, musical themes? So good. Yeah. All I put down is amplifies Emotion. That it
1: does. Yeah. There's a lot of times where, like, I-, I will be playing a game that's, like, really fucking terrible, but mm-hmm. the music sounds like really amazing and it almost changes my opinion on the entire game because of like one good track
2: yes mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> literally every jrpg <laughs>
3: game changing
2: it, it's i honestly feel like i feel like western games undervalue music yeah and it's like sure and oh for sure it's like sure if you listen to skyrim soundtrack you're like okay this is nice background music but you don't like give a shit but like meanwhile every agrpg i can sing every theme in the entire game there there is a difference when i was playing near automata the music was way too fucking loud and i love <laughs> it like like who the fuck mixed that game where the, the music was so loud the entire time i feel like the, there's a difference in um prioritization and i feel like the japanese get it and they understand how important music is to the experience and mm. japanese games music is generally way fucking louder than western games i feel like we could even though we write you know great music as well i feel like we don't hear it like even on like a western style um japanese game like bloodborne it's it's like western influence but the music is still loud as shit like <laughs> like you fight a boss you hear that fucking music <laughs> um but oh my God, you yeah. don't in, in a lot of western games which is unfortunate you just have to, like, listen to the check and be like, damn, this is good. Like,
0: <laughs> woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you almost have to listen to it separate to really understand just how good it is.
2: Yeah.
1: Because a lot of the time you get soaked up in, like, playing the game, so you're not paying as much attention to it and stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah I definitely had to do that with Bloodborne. Mm. I used it, I did a Bloodborne one-off for D&D, like, in the fall. Yeah the music like made the story because uh, i hadn't i hadn't gm'd in a while
2: yeah bloodborne is also just amazing for me like when i'm writing for and i love it yes it, now it generally makes things a lot a little more fucked up than it probably should be <laughs> but <laughs> no that's what's fun <laughs> but like that shit like inspires me and like sets the mood like <laughs> um that's so good i love that soundtrack
3: well, another thing I put down was dialogue. Uh, I'm just interested in, uh, in the art of voice acting, so mm-hmm. I noticed like, how they change their voice with every line. hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I also That's think,
0: cool. um. Huh? Like just recurring phrases can oh. be very, very powerful.
2: Date Bayo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's that
2: that's a naruto's catchphrase oh, <laughs>
3: oh it! Damn it.
2: <laughs> but yeah no i i think dialogue is super important because Say, i think what? character is one of is one of the most important things of just all media i feel like people don't give a fuck about plots or pacing oh that's not true they they value these things much less than just having characters you care about um, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's that's why, even though some people criticize Tarantino for like his bad scripts or whatever, his movies are still generally super below because he writes amazing dialogue and people like his fucking characters. So, um, and I feel like it's a very similar thing. Like JRPGs, it's like I'm sure. Like I'm not a writer, so I don't actually know these things, but I hear that people who know how writing works criticize the stories of lots of these games and i hear them have universal appraise and i feel like a major reason for that is just that people like the characters that are in it and they like and like throughout the 300 hours of padding like you really you know come to love and care for these people
1: yeah it's the same thing with like shonen anime Like, if you look at most, most, I want to say most shonen, because there's Mm -hmm. some really outstanding ones like Yu Yu Hakusho, which has both. But, um, a lot of them just have, like, the most uh, predictable, tropey story you could imagine. But, like, they just have really, really appealing characters. And then you get stuff like My Hero Academia Mm -hmm. that is, like, the biggest shit ever right now.
2: Yeah. but
0: yeah um dan you got some themes oh yes i do i have you got some i have two tiffany was that sorry (laughs) was that it okay all right thank you for your
1: yeah Mm
3: -hmm.
1: all right so my my first theme is uh i mean I, i mean i guess it's a theme but it's really just shit i like uh if something is really big really dumb and extremely cheesy (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> yes big dumb and cheesy that could be a good tagline for something it's big dumb and cheesy because
1: like it's it, it has to be done right you know like it has to be like a little bit aware of what it is but whenever that happens you get something that is like so like unapologetically fun that mm any kind of, like, flaws you can see with it just don't fucking matter. <laughs> like, oh, what's a good example? Because this, this is more so just a general media thing, but it appears in games a lot. Oh yeah, Vanquish. Vanquish, Bayonetta, any Platinum game, really. Yeah, right. Really. <laughs> uh, does that perfectly. Like, yes, it's because that's all it is. It's just God. big dumb shit.
0: Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Yes! yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, I feel like Platinum Games is like the mascot of big dumb and cheesy. They are, they are masters of of cheese. Yeah.
1: And they do it so well and it's so unapologetic. They're like, yeah, this is what this game is. We don't fucking care. Have fun. And people
0: love them for it. Yeah. You. What's the It turns out if you just think your shit is cool, everyone else will too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh the, their, be, their best, the best example of that is the um, fuck. I'm forgetting the name. The Wii U exclusive superhero. um uh, like, wonderful one hundred and one. Wonderful one hundred and one, cheesiest fucking game I've ever seen. I love that fucking game. It's so, it's so fun. Like I, I like that. That's
1: again super stupid. Who the fuck would like think that would be a good game? But lo and behold, plays like a dream. <laughs> really fun to watch. Also, uh, the best movie ever made, sure Wrath. Oh, yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. It's like, like, literally, you're just watching, and I love it. Yeah. It's just big, muscly, angry men punching things. And that's the whole game.
2: Like, yeah, there's, they get, they get the, madder than mad. Yes! <laughs> it's like, you, you, you think you have reached maximum anger, and they, they somehow get more mad. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally a point
1: where, like, Ashura punches uh, a fucking space, what, fucking golem or some shit that is literally, like, four times the size of the Earth and it shatters. <laughs> and Ashura's, like, mm-hmm. eight feet tall, at most.
2: Yeah, he's, like, people.
1: <laughs> at, it, like, eight feet tall.
2: Yeah yeah he's like a he's like in he's comparison like to human. everything
1: else in the game, that's tiny
0: <laughs> <laughs> i I can't like dave's already too tall for me to comprehend okay you can't you can't just say someone is eight feet tall and small in comparison to everything else around them
2: yeah that that game is all about scale it's like yeah. literally there's like there's like a moment where like a god like tries to jut his finger towards the earth and it's like it takes up the entire skyline as yeah. his finger like, goes down to where you are. <laughs> and, yeah. Wow. It's, it's, it's wild. It's a
1: spectacle, for sure. Yeah. Don't play it. Watch cutscenes, but don't play it.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. That, that I can do. Yeah. What if I watch a Let's Play? That works, too. Okay. Silent Let's Play. Got it. What is this <laughs> game called?
1: Assure Wrath. It was okay. the the game. I think Capcom published it. It was made by CyberConnect, too. Uh, as a game, it's terrible that's why i'm saying don't play it as a game it's fucking terrible and the true ending is locked behind a seven dollar paywall uh
0: (laughs) excuse
1: me oh yeah the the true ending was dlc wow yeah this was back when capcom was on their super shitty dlc practices this was like early ps3 era so like when capcom was at their scummiest
2: yeah and then they were like, hey, we can make a lot more money if we just make good video games. Yeah. <laughs> they started doing that.
1: You don't say. Yeah. So yeah, watch that. Watch that Cuts. It's like five hours of cutscenes. It's amazing. Okay. <laughs> and uh, my other my other big trope. And this one will be quick because we're I can already tell we're running on time here.
0: Uh, oh, we're at about 50 minutes. We're good. All right.
1: So, my other one is villains that are, like, absolutely fucking detestable in every way, shape, and form.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Like, a good sympathetic villain is fine, but, like, I really love it when I hate their guts.
2: Mm.
1: I really, really love it when I hate their guts.
2: Mm.
1: And, like, games allow you to do this in such, like, because of the whole, like, concept of that games are an interactive medium, it it gives you so many opportunities to, to make the player that much angrier at the villain. And, uh, some of my favorites in this regard are, uh, probably the biggest one is uh, Vile from Mega Man X. Hmm. Because, like, you... You go through the tutorial level, you fight him for the first time, you can't beat him, like you literally cannot beat him. It is, it is written in the game code, he will not die, he doesn't have HP there. Uh, so he oh. beats the shit out of you, uh, and X is literally about to die, Zero saves your ass. Right? Because Zero gets all the cool, ki- cool scenes because he's Zero. And you're like, wow, who is this guy? He's so strong and cool, I want to be like him. So you spend the entire game getting stronger. You're getting more weapons. You're getting better armor. You're beating the bosses, and at the very end, you fight Vile again, and you still can't fucking win. <laughs> he still Beautiful. beats you. He beats zero, and then he he like spits in your face and fucking laughs at you and calls you pathetic. Damn, I don't even know
2: about that. that yeah. <laughs>
1: And, like, even, even after, like, because, like, afterwards, Zero literally blows himself up to kill Vile, and Vile still lives. And Fuck. even after you beat him after the fact because his power armor was destroyed, you never feel fulfilled because you never were able to beat him at his best. At his best, he was still better than you. And that, like, anger you get from that goes through the rest of the game. It's such, like, it's so good because you just hate him more and more every single time.
2: Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I can't actually think of that many villains like this. And it's weird because of what you, how you were describing. I feel like games are in a unique situation where they can make you hate things more than, like, people will get mad, like, going through, like, uh. You know, just like your standard video game, and like just losing every once in a while, like you could get frustrated during that. I feel like we need to almost explore that more as like a as like an industry in general. Like just making fucking unlikable just monsters who you really really want to do in. Yeah, yeah, and like uh. Off
1: the top of my head, a lot of the times this is done just like the villain being in contact with you and they're like harassing you from off screen and stuff. One time, I think other than like vile is the best example I can give. Like nothing will be better than vile for that. But off the top of my head, uh, fucking what's her name? The witch from (laughs) Banjo-Kazooie. Gruntilda. (laughs) Gruntilda, yes. Literally through the entire game, she just yells at you.
2: It's a different kind of
1: hatred, but you get really annoyed. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm honestly struggling. Yeah. Like, I can think of a lot of like villains I like, but generally I end up liking them. There's very few people who I like wanna like thrash and then get to do so. (laughs) <laughs> or, yeah. or in X's case, don't get to do so, and then just be like upset.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's way more common to write like a tragic villain
2: yeah.
1: than to
0: just write someone who is irredeemable on all levels. Yeah, and it's easier too.
1: And that's that's also kind of why I like the whole irredeemable villain thing because, like, you know, we get relatable villains all the time.
0: Mm.
1: You know, sometimes it's good to have someone who's just fucking evil.
3: Evil spelled backwards. Live. Wait, Live. really?
2: Yes. What do you mean oh, really? <laughs> what?
3: You I did really? think that through.
2: What were you trying to say?
3: <laughs> I thought vile was backwards.
2: <laughs> no. Damn it. <laughs>
3: Well, they have the letters,
1: so. They do have the same
2: letters. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: You learn something new every day.
2: Yeah, man. In in order to live, you must become evil.
0: That's, no. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's what we learned today. Thanks, (laughs)
2: Tiff. I've now learned. (laughs) No, (laughs) no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tiff, you've created a monster. Oh, 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 oh. Quick, get him. He's running out the door.
3: You can't run! Oh my God! <laughs> All
0: right, it's it's come to the end of our show. Do you guys have anything you want to plug for our for our listeners out there?
3: Uh, my username. Anything user, you want to make them aware of? My username is sort of like evilness, cause it's evilness. <laughs> since we're enough. on the topic of evil. <laughs> That's it. Being freaked.
2: Oh uh, yeah, nothing nothing really to push except the livecast.net. cast Yes.
0: Yeah, you can find all of our other podcasts there. I'm doing some real good work with this bitch of an earth. I'm I like have the best time recording it. No offense to you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, it seems like <laughs> a really good time, honestly. <laughs> um and then Adam and I are still doing Leave It All to Us there's a new episode coming out well there will be one out by the time this is out yeah um yeah where can where can everyone find you guys on the internet
2: um Uh. i am at Greg fernandez g-r-e-k um fernandez ending with an s not a z uh i uh pretty much just uh retweet really strange videos and I <laughs> and that's about it you do a public service is what you do <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just you know stuff that should make you a little uncomfortable um cringe <laughs> that's, the, that's my sort of thing uncomfortable laughter is like probably my favorite kind of laughter
0: <laughs> yeah ah. um Tiffany Dan you guys working on any projects you want to let everyone know about
1: uh I'm working on some projects for That Blasted Salami at the moment. Uh, stay tuned. I don't know if I'm allowed to say what yet, but they'll be out in like nope, two that's weeks. Fine.
0: Yeah, you can just tell everyone that to find them yeah. at that locale. Well,
1: YouTube, the channel is That Blasted Salami. And also you can find me at uh, MechaMandan on Twitter. I am. I post angry things and cute dogs.
0: Um. Yeah, you can find everything I do at nerd.co. K-N-U-R-T-T on Twitter also. Yeah, that's it. Everything's there. Um, yeah, check out more of our stuff at the lifecast.net. We'll be back with another episode eventually. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Before we go, I want to leave you all yeah. with one thought. Sure. Think about this. Doodle bob is pretty much kid boo with a better backstory.
3: A one that <sighs> one?